All right, the Colorado Avalanche, a busy team on Wednesday. Not only did they make two first-round picks, they traded that second-round pick away earlier in the day to Tampa Bay. A lot to get to on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and definitely subscribe to our subtext because a lot is happening uh, for deeper conversation with Kyle and I. Subscribe. Link is in the show notes below, and when you subscribe, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. All right, sir. Uh, as you can see on the rundown, <clears throat> we will be discussing those two picks that the Avalanche made. Uh, we can take a little bit of a bow with one of those. And uh, but where we are going to start is where the Avalanche started their day on Wednesday. And we knew likely something was going to happen with those picks that they picked up from Montreal in the Alex Newhook trade. And it did. They flipped the second round pick, which was 37 overall, sent that off to Tampa Bay. And the Avalanche did what they seemed to do so well in finding those teams that have cap restraints and need to give up guys they don't necessarily want to. And this time it's Ross Colton that they pluck from Tampa. I think this is just a a great, great, solid move. And a lot of it, it it all materialized within a 24-hour period for the Avalanche. And they continue to kind of revamp this roster and get better in the process doing it for everything we said about right joe possibly coming in and being that you know the 2c answer to the 2c problem and we talked about erod's grade yesterday at the end of the show what ross colton brings in he is your probably your 3c yeah i mean right now he is yeah Last year he had he was 16 and 16 for 32 points in the regular season with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that's and he's a commanding presence. So that's absolutely. I, I it almost signals that JT Comfort is not coming back. Erod doubtful. I don't know about Erod yet. I'm I'm pumping the brakes on that. Uh, JT Comfort likely. Um, I just don't, again, I said it in yesterday's episode. I I just got the vibe that the abs were ready to move on from him uh, because the asking price was going to be a little bit too rich for their blood. Um, I think they knew that. I don't, again, like how we're saying, the Avalanche don't want to relive things that they've done in the past, um, you know, in in trading Alex Newhook when they did. um, And they didn't want to wait around and do this, uh, Nazem Kadri waiting around with with JT Comfer 
and see what happens. I think they're done with that. I, I think they, they saw that they didn't benefit out of any of those situations and we're going to make our moves now. I'm sure that they had conversations with JT Confer yeah. to try to get him back. And he said, I want to test free agency completely within his rights to do that. Av said, go ahead. And I think they can read the tea leaves and say, he's going to get a pretty good contract because the, the pickings are slim when it comes to free agents. So we're not going to wait around. And they made the, the deal with new hook. Uh, they flipped that second pick for Colton and the abs are uh, away. They go, uh, they, they've gotten bigger in just these two moves, right? They've gotten bigger and they've gotten better. And that's exactly what I think the focus is on the Avalanche heading into this season. And I think the Avalanche looked at last season because it was about two or three years ago. We were, you know, kind of pounding our chest about how deep this team is, how good the Eagles look, even all the way down to the Grizzlies and you just had so much optimism for the future of the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Then last year, you anticipated somebody to step up in Nazem Kadri's role and take that production, and it just wasn't happening. And every move the Avalanche have made, and we'll talk about the draft picks in the next segment, but every move the Avalanche have made is your cut and dry, like the perfect answer to every problem. There is no guessing, like maybe he could step up. You know what you're getting out of Rijo. You know what you're getting out of Ross Colton. And it's such like a cut and dry, and every move has been a classic Colorado Avalanche steal, a master class in how to run a team and make moves that are friendly and to the Avalanche. And you're just taking advantage of other teams that don't know how to run an organization. Well, and you're just, <laughs> you're just plucking... You're plucking wanna... piece and piece, yeah. and you're like, thank you very much. Here's a and you you held on to your first your two first round yeah. picks and you give out the second. It boggled my mind. I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. You guys just continue to blow my mind. And yeah. they get Ross Colton, which is going to be again with that avalanche effect. I think he's going to be fantastic. First of all, I, I think Tampa Bay is just fine at running an organization. They're, they're pretty good at doing no. that. But it's just, I think it's less about how they're they're running it and just more of the cap constraints that we've yeah. been in for the past couple of years. Um, and and yeah, the, the Avs, they did it when they got Devon Taves. Yep. And the Islanders just could not keep him. And here come the Avs, come in and, and sweep him away for two second round picks. Uh, that that is still one of the greatest moves that they've made. Um, and now you do this. And they just, like I said, they just seem to have a knack of doing this. Um, and they, ha- they have, it's almost like they have an agenda of what they are going to do. And I never felt that way in the past couple of years with the Avs. It's not, not that they don't have a plan. They clearly have a plan, but they just seem to be a little bit too patient mm-hmm. in the past few years. Uh, with everything and even last year around the trade deadline and and even though we kind of saw it coming that they were not going to be big players um, you didn't really hear about well they were in on this guy until the end and they just didn't want to give up it just seemed like they were not all that interested in giving up 
whatever they needed to give up. You knew they weren't going to give up that first round pick because they, they didn't have one in the, the previous year and they knew this draft was deep. <clears throat> but it just so far this year, they are not sitting back. And man, like, and, and the offseason hasn't even really begun yet yeah, with, with free agency. So all of these moves that they've already made, um, it's it's impressive to see. It's impressive to watch. It's got to make you feel good about being an asset. And they've even made and, – and this one kind of surprised me a little bit. I think it was Peter Ball who put up that they are not going to put a qualifying offer in for Dennis Mulgan, which kind of surprised me a little bit. I, I, I We – when we did his grade, I, I was hoping they would bring him back. I mean, I guess they still can – but um, it's not going to be a qualifying offer. I thought he played very, very well for this team. Um, but maybe they move on from him too. So and they have a plan and they're they're sticking to it right now. You bring up a really good point. Going into last offseason, it was, oh, don't worry. The Avs will figure it out. When it came to the Nazem Kadri situation, they'll figure it out. Look at this team. They'll figure it out. You said that the trade deadline. We said it all year long when it came to the injuries. Don't worry, this team's deep enough. They'll figure it out. They Every move they have made so far, there's no questions around what exactly is going on in the makeup mm-hmm. of what this team's going to look like. And when it comes to not making that qualifying offer to Mulgan, that might be more figuring out what the Avalanche are just not interested in doing right now. I, I really feel like that Nazem Kadri situation uh, – Maybe internally, the Avalanche felt like we were a little bit foolish, and we just waited around way too. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, and I think they wanted to give Nazem Kadri, you know, his his due, his respect. Um, but they were never in a position to make a move like they just did, because now, like we're saying, they they made a move and we're like, JT Confer is likely done. They didn't do that with Nazem Kadri. And I kind of understand it because you clearly wanted him back. But there must have been a point where you're like, it's probably – and we even felt that way. We even felt like it's yeah. probably not going to happen. It just doesn't seem like the money is there. And it just seemed like they got cold feet and really pulling the trigger on moving on from him. And look what happened yeah. last year. They are done do, – they're, they're, they're going to be respectful to the players that they have, but they are not going to do that. Again, they are not going to sit around and wait for the player to They'll give them a little bit of time. Like with JT Comfer, you have up until uh, a certain date for him to sign with you. You can deal with him before any other team can. If you feel like that's not happening, they are moving on. And I fully believe that's because of what they learned from the Nazem Kadri situation, without a doubt. So, Yeah, I mean, just in just a couple months, we lost Sampo Ranta, Martin Kaut. Then you have lost New Hook it's the writings on the wall and then they're not bringing like Malga back. It's a shift in mentality on how this team's going to look. And I'm very yeah. excited for it. It's, it's heading in the right direction. So are these draft picks that they selected on Wednesday night, number 27 and number 31, we are going to get to those next, but first we're going to hear from one of our favorite sponsors here. And that is a G one. We've been talking about this stuff for a while now. And I know uh, that we drink athletic greens really to start our day. Um, I, I, athletic greens came around with new, with uh, uh, locked on right around when 
full disclosure, uh, I was diagnosed as a diabetic and I obviously had to change like my drinking habits and what I'm drinking and what I'm eating. And it came around at the perfect time. And I'm like, let's, let's give this stuff a try. And no joke. It absolutely works. Mm -hmm. It, it, it really, it's for your gut health. And, you know, we cover a hockey show here and what is hockey? It's a sport who plays sports athletes. What do athletes do? They take care of their bodies. That's a huge part of what they need to do day in and day out. And believe it or not, a lot of them do drink AG1. And that's another why, reason why we're fans. We, we love our, our athletes. We look up to them. And how they take care of their bodies is definitely something that uh, we respect about them as well. So uh, you can get a comprehensive solution. If it's what you need from your supplement routine, then AG1 and you can get a get AG1 and they will give you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. All you need to do is go to drinkag in the number onecom slash NHL network. Once again, it's drinkag1.com slash NHL network and check this stuff out. You will absolutely love it. All right. Draft day. Uh, love this stuff. Live for this stuff. I thought it was a, a good draft overall. Zero trades, which I think a lot of people is shocking. A lot of people. Um, I, I mean, to, to not have a single trade is definitely shocking. But on the especially when you had teams that had like multiple first round picks, sometimes those get packaged and teams move up or down. Um, but I, I kind of feel like teams were looking at this this draft class thinking we can we can you know really sock away some prospects here. So no, we're 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 keeping these these picks, and that's exactly what they did, especially the Avs. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with the depth mm-hmm. of this draft that you really there was you didn't really have to move around that first round as long as you were in the first round, you were going to be fine. Like. When we had Hattie on, we were talking about um, what's the difference in that 27th and that 31st pick when it comes to talent. Is it that big of a difference if you were going to package one of those pieces out? And I think he mentioned there, it was up to 40, 45. That could be first mm-hmm. round potential. So you, yeah. once I saw there were no moves being made, it made sense. And I, I think it might be a quiet second round as well. Uh, you never know. Yeah. I mean, cause maybe the, the, the lower half of the second round, you might see a little bit more movement because that's when those players, you know, once you get like halfway through the second, that's like Hattie was saying, like yeah. where all those potential first round guys might be gone. So we'll have to see, but for the abs, um, they, they stood pat with their, with their two picks, um, and with their 27th pick, um, or selection, I should say. They went with Callum Ritchie, who, oddly enough, was there. Um, and and I, I put up a post on on Twitter, and I and I just put like fifteen mock drafts up there, and there were a few that had the Avs picking Ritchie. I genuinely did not think he was going to be there. And I think the Avs are trying to benefit here. And I said this when I, I was talking with Hattie and Gil on the national show. 
<coughs> excuse me, I think the Avalanche are trying to benefit and strike it rich for other teams giving up on a guy uh, because he had a down year. And the reason he had a down year was he was injured. Mm-hmm. He was injured and he still put up a point per game season. Um, and he had a very good U18 uh, tournament. I think he had nine points. Uh, yeah, three goals, six assists, so nine points in seven games. And um, during the regular season of Oshawa Generals, he had 24 goals, 35 assists in 59 games, which is 59 points. And I, But people looked at that as a step down for him. And going into that season, he was, honestly, he was a top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. And if he kind of had a season of what the expectation was, he probably would have been in that range. Definitely a top 15 pick, maybe looking at top 12, maybe top 10. And for whatever reason, because he didn't have this Connor Bedard-like season, he plummeted to 27. So I think I think this is a very good value pick for the abs and hoping like, that injury is just an anomaly. He'll, and it was just like a separated shoulder. It wasn't like you know anything that you would think is really going to linger too much. So I think the Avalanche feel like they they got a little bit of a steal here, and he's got the height. He's six foot two. He's almost one hundred and ninety pounds, and he's eighteen years old. So he can tack on a few pounds within the next couple of years. All in all, this and this is a, a really good pick, I think, for the Avs. Absolutely. It's a real solid pick. And after the Asme, that pick, I, it was one of those I had to turn and look. I'm like, this is at 27. Mm-hmm. I remember him being ranked a lot higher. So I went and looked at like cumulative rankings. Mm-hmm. This is an absolute, this is what the Avalanche want. And especially with a little bit of development, let him spend some time in Loveland eventually, mm-hmm. work his way up. Once. Once he makes it to the show, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be just fine. And this is again at twenty-seven. When usually in a draft, everybody's kind of packing it in and saying, "Well, this is one last time." Here come the defending Stanley Cup champions in a minute, and everybody gets to give them their flowers and then we sign off for the night. But at twenty-seven to get a a caliber player like Callum Ritchie, I think the Avs once again. Mm-hmm. made Wednesday their day for steals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing I like with Rich is, is you know, he does everything well. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't, like right now anyway, he doesn't excel at any one thing. Um, everything he does is pretty calculated. It's it, it, His hockey IQ is one of the best in the draft. Um he skates fine. He has good offensive ability. He's good on getting back on D. Like he's good at picking up, um, or, or you know, with 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 uh, offensive transitions. Like he, he's just solid all the way around. And I think sometimes you know, uh, with, with some draft picks, fans and media want these guys to be like the savior and and like the next iteration of what, you know, who who are they going to replace as like that team superstar? The Avs don't need that. No, they don't need that right now. So what he does and what he can bring to this team is just a level of consistency. And, and one of those guys that you can just put out there goes out, skates, 
plays his role, uh, plays his shift, gets out, and no mistakes were made. It's I, I, in, in saying that, I, I kind of I feel like he's like an offensive like Devon Taves, where when he's yeah. out there, he's reliable. He does everything that he's supposed to do. He's in the right position. He might give you an offensive touch every once in a while, and he's not going to be one of those guys that's a liability. So it, just in that aspect, I just feel like it's a solid pick. It's not going to wow anybody, but for what the Avalanche need, I think he's good. Yeah, because uh, picks that were taken higher than Callum, like you were hearing, well, he's good at this and this, but skating is a problem, or his decision-making, or yeah. his motor. And <laughs> the way that Callum Ritchie approaches the game, it he approaches everything the right way. It might not amaze you, but he's no. got really good fundamentals where when he's going through his learning and the maturing process, he's not having to unlearn or fill in the gaps of his game. It, he's got the tools. He's got yeah. really good tools. Nothing that's going to like make posters, but something you could build off of. And I think this is a really good avalanche pick. Right. I think it's a smart pick. It's yep. a smart pick. And, and you know, a, a lot of things you see, hear about him and read about him is like, oh, nothing like jumps off the, off the page. Yeah. Nothing jumps off the screen. Okay. Like, Great. does it have to? Does every player that we draft need to be this Nathan McKinnon shot out of a cannon? No. That's what they said about Nachushkin too. Yeah, so I, I just think it's it's a good, solid pick, mm-hmm. and and for what the Avs need, uh, you know, maybe a couple years down the road, um, I think it'll be just fine. Yep. I think it'll be just fine. Now the second pick uh, with their thirty first pick is this is where we toot our own horn, Kyle, because uh, this is exactly who we selected when we did the locked on mock draft uh sure we picked him at 27 uh the abs did not have this 31st pick at that time um but you know we just used our magic eight ball knew that they were going to have a second round or a second pick in the first round and go back and take mikhail guliaev uh i i don't i mean you don't have to convince me because we picked him and uh for good reason i i I love this guy i absolutely love him he's a speed demon uh, we talked about him a lot with uh, when Hattie was on the episode. Hattie likes him a lot. He's he's got him right in the area of where we had the Avalanche picking him at twenty seven. I think he had him ranked like twenty fifth overall. Yeah, but um, I think the one knock on him is a little bit undersized. But and and again, I talked. I just talked to Hattie and Gill, and I think what Guliaev can bring for them is down the road. Because uh, Hattie even said this, like he might not be ready for maybe like four years, maybe five years. And you have no idea what your defensive system is going to be like in that many yeah. years, right? So at that time, when he is ready, whenever he is ready, could be in three years, um, when he's ready, you, you you might have some decisions to make, but he is never going to be asked to be the top pairing guy because that will either be Kale McCarr and Devon Taves if they can extend Taves. If they can't and Taves moves on, Bo Byram comes in. So he's never going to need to be you know, your top pairing guy. And he's not that guy wherever you're going to pick him. He's a middle pairing guy and gives you exactly what the Colorado Avalanche like in their defensemen. Fast, offensive ability, 
good defensive abilities. Defense got to pick up a little bit, but I don't have a problem with it. I think in a couple of years, they'll fine tune that stuff. I love this pick. Love it. And you're not going to see him until 2025. He's still under contract. Yeah. Minimally. He's under contract till 2025. So this is a future investment, everyone. Everyone see the name? It's wonderful. Remember that. And then he goes off into the bank. <laughs> you don't have to think yeah. about it anymore. He's going to go refine himself, improve his game. And like you said, a, a speedy and also could control the puck when it comes to transitions. So to couple good puck control and speed, work on that. Come back. We'll see what you could do. I was surprised that he fell a 34. One, I was surprised a lot of people fell through 31 are continuing to fall yeah. as we sleep. But good pick. Great pick. And- Great pick. And 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 the one, and it's already starting. It's not a surprise to me. Uh, by the time he is ready, um, th- the name that you're already hearing that he could replace is one Sam Gerard. Um, because that's kind of around when the end of the Sam Gerard contract comes in. And is that the time when the avalanche need to move on from that contract? Uh, we have no idea. That's years down the road, obviously. A lot can happen between now and when Guliaev does come into the league. But if you're just looking at this from you know the bird's eye view, it would make sense by the time he is ready uh, because he kind of resembles a Sam Gerard, he really does. He's he's a great uh, puck mover. He's got he's faster than Gerard. He's he's got good speed. Um, he has a better offensive touch than Sam Gerard does. So it is. It's kind of like a, a little bit better Sammy G. What, you're envisioning him being a little bit Sam, better, a little bit better Sammy G. So. That is gonna that is gonna be the conversation for the next few years until Guliaev is ready to go. We'll tackle that stuff when it comes here, but I'm just telling you, just be prepared for it. A lot of people are gonna be uh, preparing for years from now, and this is how the time of Sam Gerard with the Colorado Avalanche comes to an end. Let's pump the brakes on that a little bit, but it, you could see that happening. Just gonna so you're you're telling me we I won't have to see another hashtag trade Sammy until 2025. Oh no 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 no! Oh. You're, you're gonna see one tomorrow, <laughs> you know, for a seventh round pick. You'll you'll I see mean, those nonstop. But you hear you hear everything we were just saying about Guliyev. Like he, he's everything Sam Gerard is, but better. So just table well, that. Put I mean, your signs away. No, yeah. Just let let them believe that we're we're trying to quiet it for this yeah. next season i don't want to hear it anymore it's it's out there he's in the bank everybody just simmer <laughs> down just it's let not, this contract right out it's it's not he's better than sammy g right now it's just where this could go that, that, that's a potential road it could lead to so um and and, and you know it, honestly it could be one of those we've already we talked about in the first segment the abs are done with this guessing against potential thing mm-hmm. and it could be the same thing for sammy g and now you know you have Guliaev getting ready for that position. Will this also fire up Sammy G, knowing, hey, my contract's coming up. This has been a really good place for me. Maybe this also reinvigorates him a little bit, and we could see 
a little bit of an offensive and offensive production and defensive positioning mm. improvement in this yeah. next season. I mean, I, I think, you know, he, he's a professional hockey player. He's going to want to get better no matter what. So do, does a, a draft pick uh, that might not materialize for, you know, a few years push him this year? I, I, I think he's I think he's already doing that on, on his own. But when this gets closer, yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll tackle that in 2026. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be episode number twelve hundred and thirty-seven. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, my my kids will do it or, or whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> our kids will take over by then. <laughs> um, so yeah, so an, an eventful day, and then you know the Avs on Thursday. They still have some picks. They got to wait around for a little while, but uh, still a couple more picks to go. So whatever those are, uh, we'll be talking about those on tomorrow's episode. So. What do you think? Happy with uh, the picks? Not happy with it? And you mentioned it. Uh, you already are a fan of Callum Ritchie. I am. Why is that? Me- remember when he walked to the stage? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Callum Ritchie came to the stage with a Nickelback song. Wow. He is wow. all time. I'm sorry, Sp- Spencer Smallman. <laughs> you are my favorite. You've been and now us. you have gone away. Callum okay. Ritchie coming out to Nickelback of all things magical all-time draft moment for me (laughs) all right that's going to wrap it up for today comment away if you uh, like these picks if you don't like them uh let's hear about it so that's going to wrap it up thank you everybody for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day always appreciated he's mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys tomorrow Go, Abs, go!